Welcome to episode nine of DC Station Union, Giving Thanks. Our friends meet up in Foggy Bottom the day after Thanksgiving 2021 as the COVID pandemic becomes endemic. We learn about Melissa's marital hijinks and Jack and Ruth's career success. Wow, all of you at once. Hi. How are you? You seem to hint that change awaited. Ladies first, like introducing me to this person. This is Ari. He's 17 months. Adorbs. He'll take about 20 minutes to make his presence known. Tammy is at home. She's in Houston with Doug. This is literally my first 48-hour personal break I've had in two years. It's been the hardest two years of my life. So I thought I'd come to a whirlwind tour meeting friends in my old stomping ground, D.C. Oh, well, I guess I'll go first. I left the city government and came back to GW on a relaxed schedule. I teach public policy Tuesday nights and Thursdays. Oh, and we moved right here in Foggy Bottom. So this two block radius is my entire world as a working mom in the pandemic. Melissa? Why don't you go next, Jack? You know some of this already and it's long. Okay, well, I have great news. I'm now unemployed in the best possible way. Huh? My startup got acquired by Princeton Consulting. Oh my God. With all the trillions in COVID spending and infrastructure spending, we literally had to add digits to our dashboard function. So you're rich? Some of those trillions are yours? Eh, I wish our model scaled like that. I'm not actually done done. I have to spend Monday to Wednesday on the road doing onboarding for governments and firms that use the software through 2022. But most of the time away from New York will be here in D.C. Hey, can you guest lecture on a Tuesday? Sure. Anna must be thrilled. Yes, and baby number two is on the way. I can be the involved dad I always wanted to be. We're looking for a bigger home with an in-law unit. That's great. For the last couple of weeks, when I realized this deal was probably happening and it, I would have some actual real money, I actually considered running for council in Rye. Then I went to a meeting and was disabused of that notion. Not my talent set. I'm proud of you and really happy for your success. It was hard, but Anna's been a great teammate and lightning struck. Jack has been a great pillar of support. He took me up on biweekly Zooms and it went on for about six months. We actually began each call in our forearms holding a plank. Three minutes. And you got into the spinning at home craze and running. Yes. Ha! Huh. Out of the pandemic, we are either becoming chunks, hunks, or drunks. <laughs> you two look great. Honestly, working out was the best way to deal with all the stress of 2020. Family, election, quarantine. Excuse me. She'll have a Cosmo and she'll have a... Something light on draft, thanks. Okay, my two years from hell. We last all spoke when the pandemic was starting. Doug was taking his laptop out to the gazebo in the backyard during work hours. Well, he started connecting via chat with old flames. He said it was his escape, I guess, from me and his daughters. 
He was always home, but he grew more distant emotionally. We'd argue over politics or Black Lives Matter or whatever. What's his hang up? He just kept referring to protests as riots. He showed no interest when I was talking to my mom's group about raising our kids in a diverse, culturally aware way. You don't have to be some Marxist intellectual to think a 21st century parent needs to raise their kids with a cosmopolitan sensibility. There's a lot she'll unpack, but let's hear about her family. Well, there's my marriage, and then there are my relatives back in Michigan. By the end of summer 2020, I kept saying, everyone is moving to the country. Let's go to that timeshare near Corpus Christi. He said legitimately that his ex-wife wouldn't let him leave Harris County. She's so small-minded. Even on our custody days, she wanted him around. By September, he started leaving the house to play tennis several times a week. It's COVID safe, blah, blah. Co-ed doubles in the spirit of Title IX. Well, tennis is how he and Nicole, one of his crazy exes, connected initially. So sometime last fall, he and Nicole got physical again. Uh, during COVID? He said they were in a pod, whatever. I then had the excuse to tell him you have to isolate for two weeks. Neither me nor her. Good. Easier said than done. I was a single mom now. Tammy was still an infant and only touching her dad through his car window. I also took in his daughter since I didn't have the heart to disrupt her life. I don't know what he told his ex-wife. May we ask how long the affair went on? Probably a month. It was around Halloween when our Facebook message notifications popped up on the kitchen counter. He didn't turn those off. It's always some operational security fail. You forget to button down one thing. The confrontation began with me hitting the video chat icon and her topless and her jaw dropped. I then walked his phone over to him, but she ended the chat. I can't remember what I screamed, but he was out of the house in 30 minutes. Wow. Um speechless. I was satisfied he'd ended it with Nicole, so he moved into the basement, and I took him back upstairs at Christmas. It's really his daughter, Maddie, who's suffering. Well, if you respect yourself and can forgive, then keep your family together. Oh, I'm not done. My whole notion of an ideal, pure marriage had been ripped up. My identity as a wife to a devoted man was gone, so I had to find myself being the people person that I am, that was through another person. My mom's group has a few guys. And on Thanksgiving, Doug joined Maddie and his ex-wife for dinner. This one guy is sharing custody with a former coworker he used to sleep with. He's great. He's a lawyer and he loves teaching adjunctly at the law school. Anyway, I love talking to him and we had a play date for the little ones. They took a nap and... His house or yours? Mine. Our bed, my bed then, and just once. But you still talk. At the playground twice a week, he's seeing someone and I'm happy for him. I just had to discover my romantic and sexual self again. Doug does know. Yes. It's not really over. Did you quarantine? I I was already living with my baby and a stepdaughter part-time. And not to get graphic, but I had turned a fan on and assumed a position that minimized breathing on each other. We both got PCR tests after. I told Doug in a therapy session early this year, 
he was actually a bit relieved that we're morally on the same footing again. Oh, just wow. But your family's coming together. Yeah, he actually registered as an independent after January 6th, believe it or not. So we can talk about the news again. Your household is worth keeping together, and you two are the key relationship. Speaking of family, how was Thanksgiving? Good. Ugh. Why don't I go first then? Ann and my folks are all within 15 minutes, so it was at Anna's mom this year. The host does the turkey. They deep fry. Mm. Yeah, I think cooking is probably the one thing everyone upskilled on during the pandemic. And I do a mean butternut squash and sweet potato pie. So jealous. Well, my cooking has become a bit different. I've gone vegetarian, but I treat myself to one fish per month. The whole finding yourself trend? It's climate change, simply put. It's one thing I can do to help. Randy also put a solar panel up as the roof gets good light facing west. So what was on your table Thursday night? Turkey from the deli and tofurkey and just our usual challah stuffing, couscous salad, nanas lakas. I enforce my sister and all my cousins making nanas recipe. I'm just glad we had everyone under the same roof for the first time safely. Ari had all four grandparents together for the first time. Well, all saccharine stories must end. Our Thanksgiving up in Michigan basically was a microcosm of everything tearing the country apart right now. I just escaped yesterday. Mm. So it started weeks ago. My grandma lives alone. We have to put her in a home next year. Another story. Grandma is vaxxed. I'm vaxxed. Doug eventually got it. Yet another story. I took charge telling my cousin in Grand Rapids, no, you guys either get your shots or you cannot come. Everyone's on the email. My parents, her dad, my uncle, even grandma. I said, look, you can't come. She starts forwarding all this crap from all these websites. Ugh, I just can't. So on Thursday at about 4.30, we're already eating and the door knocks. It's my cousin Christy with her kids and her husband holding a green bean casserole. So talking through the storm door and I'm like, Christy, how could you do this? And she's like, well, nice to see you too, cuz now it's cold and Taylor needs to go pee. I mean, no, don't you get it? Finally, my uncle and mom come by as backup and Uncle Ed goes, Christy, you cannot come in here. She goes, are you serious? And her husband comes in, Ed, please stop treating us like we're dirty people. We're just not playing along with the government's game. We just like to come inside and enjoy Thanksgiving with a family. Then my mom gets into it. Yes, we were serious in the emails. We love you. And we also love mom and we're protecting her and us. Just tell us the gun issue isn't in here. No, but it got racist. After 10 minutes of shouting with her kids crying, Christy's husband goes, you're the brainwashed ones listening to those doctors who come here from India and tell us to inject ourselves and mass our children. And he went on about continuing to homeschool them. Anyway, grandma walks up from the table and put her hand on the glass. Christy touched it and grandma said, the vaccine discovery is itself an act of God. Go get it and we can hold each other again. 
Then our husband says he's not coming back until there's an apology. Christy just walked away back to the car with a tear coming down her cheek. I'm so sorry, Melissa. Then we all had to zap our plates in the microwave. And the conversation turned to how all the spending is causing inflation and letting people quit their jobs and the scourge of teaching critical race theory. (laughs) I'm a good authority to say spending is not the main inflation problem. I'm curious, how did critical race theory go, considering the issue was a myth? Oh, no one could define it. My uncle and grandma just want to make sure the kids are taught that America is great. You know, Jack, when we met, you said something about me and critical theory professors at Berkeley influencing me. Well, the issue is a myth, as in it's not taught in K through 12. But I think the concepts are pretty dumb. Anyway, the right has baited some condescending professors into defending their scholarship on TV, and it plays into both elitism and white panic. Why shouldn't history be taught in fall? The relevance of the good and the relevance of the bad to present day. That framing will sell in 70% of PTA meetings across the country. What is absurd is that everything is racial or everything is through the effect on gender or the underbelly of capitalism. Process be damned. And quite frankly, from the perspective of America is bad. Systemically, many people's lot in America is bad, or it could be better. They're not saying America is bad. Have you ever heard a critical legal theorist or race theorist or Marxist feminist say America is great on TV? The glorious American story just isn't their perspective or even experience. Academics shouldn't have a set perspective or an agenda for students. They should train students to figure it out for themselves. This seems a little too complicated. I'm in the business of pushing ideas to the public. Just keep it like Ruth said, learn the good and the bad. See the current effects of each. Continue the good, fix the bad. So with your family as a microcosm, how would you present that? Respectfully, some of you cannot even speak to each other. How about don't say white people are bad and it doesn't seem viable to base everything on being a victim From the perspective as a woman, I hate those types of feminists. We're calling out structural patterns, and all white people need some introspection, just like people born to money. I'm both of those things. I've told you at least one of the assaults on me. I don't see myself as a victim fundamentally, but I see problems I'm overcome. We've talked about this before, and when you're behind the eight ball, your behavior might seem to others like acting as a victim. It's just, where's the empowerment? Who is inculcating the impulse to go out and shape the world in your own vision? Jack, I'm glad you were graced with a business idea and had the personal enterprise to create it. And I'm glad the economy has generously compensated you. And I'm sure being Black was a credibility gap at times. But as we've discussed, you had the job experience and education. You had role models Capital formation begins with relationships. I'm just being the best Black man I can, which begins with being a husband and dad and actually getting back to Union Station. Oh, no. Things are moving fast with everything. I actually got a feeler from the White House to work on infrastructure spending, but I've checked the box on government service. 
Bye-bye. I wish you all the strength in fusing your household back together. And Ruth. Take care. I wish you continued success. Little Ari has been quiet as a mouse. Next time I'll see what his eyes look like. (laughs) My dad's. All right, I'm out. Well, you two seem to have bonded. Ruth, as I confessed to my therapist last summer, I kind of fell in love with him. Uh, It's just chemistry. Simply having chemistry isn't emotional cheating. I'm not judging, and I don't know if to play supporter or coach here, but I know everyone involved here. Married people are supposed to avoid bonding with other people like that. Chemistry with a new person is a relationship error. He was just being the nice guy he is. He knows how to listen, let me vent, and engage me. When you have an emotionally absent husband in a quarantine, I'm going to reach out and connect to anyone. Look, it's over, I hope. When we first met six years ago, I recall we talked about the frustration that it all comes down to your kids and spouse and family. The status of job titles or Ivy League diplomas or finishing marathons doesn't mean much. It was a frustrating realization for me, but yes. Look, Ari's eyes are opening. Hi. Hi. He's going to be hungry, so I better take him home. I have Doug taking care of Tammy completely. Kind of nice to delegate. Randy and I are good teammates in that regard. Yeah, well, thinking back, 2015 was just a different time. We all need a supporting cast to get through these changes. Indeed. Thank you for listening to episode nine. DC has evolved in six years as much as our three friends.